Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 230. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinitsky. Hello, sir. Hey, that's me. I've got two thumbs. And Jenna, hi. Hello. Welcome, welcome. Hello, listener. So you might have noticed that our... uh, Oh, I can say listeners, plural, because... We are forcing people to listen to us right now. Yes. Like, live. Yeah. Ryan, why don't you tell the lovely folks where we are? We are at uh, the Modest Car Show 2021, and we are forcing John and Patrick to listen to us as they are with an earshot, and now he's waving at me. <laughs> he gets a little finger wave. <laughs> <laughs> Just apologize to them in advance, and then we can move forward. I will. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're at uh, Modest 2021. We're recording the first show before the show in case things get wild here. And uh, You mean when things get wild? Yeah, when. Inevitably. Yeah, inevitably. Because I think it'd be better to have at least one episode in the can before people start like playing their music like Mach 10 and like mm. cars with trunks full of subwoofers. Do we have to... any SPL cars here? I didn't see that. I didn't Ooh, see any no, SPL, but every now and then like they just like show up. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I assume that these concrete beams are pretty sturdy, but I think an SPL challenge in here would be potentially worrisome. Yes. yes, especially with the the tornado watch. I, yeah. I don't like that combination. I feel like if there's a building in the state of Minnesota I want to be in during the tornado watch, there's this one, because I do not see a window near me. Yes. And even the garage door, like, goes into a tunnel. Like, mm-hmm. this yeah, is where you want to be. We came in through what looked like Lower Wacker. Yeah, yeah it really did. It looked just <laughs> like Chicago. Wacker. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> the, Except people weren't drifting in it. So. The urge to shit can it up was oh, yes. very, very real, but I, 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 I didn't. I did uh, put the Fiat in sport mode because the go pedal only works in sport mode. Okay. I, have, I have the um, I have the touchiness of the throttle turned like all the way up the tip mm-hmm. end, so like the slightest like throttle is just like revs the hell out of the car. It actually makes a difference. It's like 200 RPM more. Like when you just like quickly like step the throttle all the way to the ground and let off, you get about 200 more RPM just from the go pedal. I like, believe that. Yeah. I mean, yes. it's all about torque request in the uh, computer, and you know, minimizing the time between your zero to 30 percent request will make the engine much more responsive. Yeah. So, so but yeah, it's um, this is definitely a really good show. I'm yeah. really excited for this. There's some really good cars I've not even seen here, like that red Integra. Oh, that thing's beautiful with all yeah. the Mugen parts on it. Yeah, like the full Mugen, like their airbag delete and everything. Uh, it's force induction. This hood isn't open yet, but it's yeah, it's force induction style, blacked out intercooler there. That's really good. Uh, Very there's clean. a bunch of good vans, like really, really good vans. I did do a walk around with you guys earlier, and I saw that gray Sienna with the supercharged two yeah, gear at the Hughes van. Yeah, it's a really, really small supercharger, but I bet that thing still boogies. I mean, even a yeah. stock three five Sienna is kind of a, a thing stock, to reckon a with. A stock Sienna has more power than it needs. Like yeah. when oh, you supercharge 100%. it, and then it's just bananas. Like you go from like ruining people in Evos days to like ruining people in like older Ferraris days. Oh yeah, but you could like, do that with a stock one. Well, yeah. I mean, not like a three fifty five, but like an F four thirty. Like an older, like modern Ferrari. I still think like a 328 or a 308, you're just going to humiliate. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. I, I Even the 348 would be yeah, close. Because like, nobody's good at shifting those fast. No. Yeah. And like that van would be hilarious. And I know that he would just like, it would be full of his entire family, his extended family. <laughs> he have his, gra- like his grandmother, his, like, his grandmother-in-law, like everybody he knows, his kids, like his neighbor would all be in the car. That's I'd- like my favorite thing about Sienna's is people are like, it's a minivan, and it's like, mm, yeah, but it's built by Toyota. It's reliable and it's very fast. And also that one's got a beautiful, like a diamond stitch red yeah. interior. Yeah. It's, it's very, really very, good. very yeah. nice. And then so. uh, Hubert's van is here. Uh, and there's that really dope Mazda 5. I, I did see that. I, I wish I put like even the slightest amount of effort into my car. It's not year. too late. Yeah. It, yeah, it actually is. No, it's not. <laughs> no, you, you still just have tow it. it here. 
Uh, yeah, I can just tow the car here and be like broken. You know, like all you need is that glossy van culture sticker to put on the base of your windshield by the wipers, and then yeah. what's that weird? What's slammed. that weird clunk whenever you go over any bump? It could be the engine mounts. It could be the strut mounts. Mm-hmm. We don't know. It's fine either way. <laughs> all the mounts of everything are broken. It made it. Yeah. But uh, anyway, no, before we dig too much into the episode, yes. I do want to briefly cover our Patreon page. Yes. Go to oh, patreon.com forward slash carbitrage, C-A-R-B-I-T-R-A-G-E. On this super custom page, you'll find two open-ended levels of support for content consumers like you to support content producers like us. Patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. Get yourself some free swag and a cool Discord. Uh, I see you have a beer, Ryan. Yes, I do. What is it? Uh, it is a Summit EPA because it was the only craft beer they had. You know how I feel about Summit, but... Uh, I do. I'm very surprised to see you drinking that, so the alternatives must not have been great. There was, like, MGB and, like, Miller Lite. MGB is M- a MG, car. M- not MGB. MGD. MGD? Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah, MGD and uh, Miller Lite. You see, I don't drink that. So I, I drink, like, craft beer or I drink, like, hams. There's, like, no in between. Yeah. I'm like when the I, same way. When I get to, like, Budweiser or, like, Miller, I'm just like, this is a waste of my money. Like... It's like going to Applebee's and getting a hamburger that's not on sale. Mm. Oh, like paying no. like the most expensive thing at Applebee's. Like you're just wasting your money. You either get the cheapest thing at Applebee's, or you go to a different restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, ordering non happy hour appetizers at an Applebee's or something oh, like that. God. Ridiculous. No, it's, thank you. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to do that. Um, Everything has been adjusted up in price so it can be on sale all of the time. Exactly, and it's the sale price that works. And like, just go to Chili's. Yeah, it, it's like, this is like, yeah. Yeah, Chili's is really good, just objectively. Way better than Applebee's. Oh, People yeah. sleep on Chili's, actually. Same thing with Outback. Outback's actually... Yeah. They both took a huge hit, like, five, ten years ago, and yeah. then they've resurged. Yeah. But, like, nobody knows that. Exactly. Yeah, no, it, that's what I love about it, because, like, you can still go there, and it's, like, it's full of families. Like, there's a lot of families that know about it. But like, most when you're just two don't. people, yeah. it's a ten-minute wait. Yeah, it, as opposed bad. to, like, an hour wait for, like, a family of four. Like... Yeah, I'm so. drinking coffee from uh, Black Waffle. What is Black Waffle? Black, Black Waffle, Waffle and Coffee, and coffee House. Bar. It's um, a place where you can literally get waffles and coffee. That's all they That's make. That's it. Okay. Yeah. That's very good. good combination. Are the waffles yeah. good? They're really good. Is the coffee good? Yes. yes. Okay, good. I had the, one cup this morning at Cars and Caves, and I'm like still jittery from that. The, yeah, they, the waffles um, are like eight, nine bucks. Hmm. They're but like they were worth it. Worth it. Yeah. I'm totally It'll fine paying good money for good food. So. And yes. then their coffee is a brew that you don't get many at many other uh, coffee houses in St. Paul. What, what do you mean? Do you know what brand it is? I don't. I can I'll I think it's bootstrap. People. No, it's not bootstrap. They it's, do, it's one of those like really like it's premium like coffee. It's a premium coffee roaster is it just that a better I don't recommend. bean or is it actually like ground or brewed differently? I I'm not sure. It's it's a different brand, but it's, it's just like a certain. It's a different brand. It's theme. a lighter roast, and okay. it's so more caffeine then. Yeah, it's yeah. a lighter roast, and then also it's um, it's not like your normal peace coffee or your normal dogwood coffee that most coffee shops have. Okay. So I guess I think it might be it might be Bootstrap or somebody else, but it's it's an artist artisanal coffee house because it's on, they focus on college campuses. So there's like three different locations. Oh, it's a chain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, local chain. Sure. Um, and it's just meant to be like a study place for like students. Okay. And with good coffee and waffles. Well, fair enough. That seems yeah. like good fuel to be at Bonus with. So exactly. Also, we went with Darren. He's in town, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, you did make mention of that when we were walking in through the excited. lower he, wacker of St. Paul. He decided like at the like the last minute to show up, so he'll be here at the show after you leave. So, but if you go okay. to the after party, he'll probably be there. Okay. 
but um, I was very excited. He got to hang out with Lucifer last night. My cat. Buddy. Not. Oh, not, man. Not that would have been super cool to have a kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the Archangel. <laughs> uh, we watched Green Eggs and Ham. Uh, Surprisingly good show, actually. <laughs> uh, they did that. one season, then, like, Ellen DeGeneres got canceled, and then the year after that, Dr. Seuss himself got canceled, so they just didn't yeah. do it anymore. But, like, it was a really good show. <laughs> Like it made it like it pointed out some of the more problematic. Like it referenced the Doctor Who or not Doctor Who, the Doctor Seuss like books that are more problematic as well. So like mm-hmm. you didn't forget they weren't glossing over his problems. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, cover so, the good and the bad. Yeah, there's a co- lot of Netflix stuff. And that there's does a lot of like that. really popular comedians that are voice actors on the show. Yeah, like, like Alana Glazer. Alana Glazer, Jillian Bell from Workaholics, and Alana's then, from. Um, uh, Broad, Broad City. City, and then Adam Devine. Yeah, Adam, Adam Devine from Workaholics. I live under from a rock. Alcoholics oh. or Workaholics. Alcoholics. No. <laughs> I mean, you could say that it's alcoholics. We're, but, not, we're um, not talking about Josh. You know nothing of my work. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's a quality show. Um, oh god, I just saw a hoverboard. As Josh, yeah, and hasn't caught on fire yet. No, not yet. No. Tell Josh I don't like his hoverboard. I, he's fallen off of it before. It's pretty funny. I would like to see him fall off of it. <laughs> that would actually really improve my total outlook of hoverboards yes. if I saw Josh fall off of his. <laughs> That's why I'm okay with it, because I know he's fallen off of it before and he'll do it again. <laughs> I will say it's yellow. Very Drive cartel E. Yes. So let's... Um, yeah, let's hop back to Modest, yeah, let's, I yeah, let's hop back to Modest. Well, I guess we are talking about Modest. We're talking about Josh scooting by on his hoverboard, which is hilarious. If he comes back again, I'm going to yell at him. So um, we totally got like sidetracked when we were trying to do our walk around. Did you see that silver... Uh, Jetta wagon with the golf front end. No, that was over there. Uh, it's got a PlayStation Two in it. Oh. Is it a Mark Seven or Mark Six? No, it's a Mark Four. Oh, what? It, it's a Mark Four with a cool. golf front end. Okay. On it. that's why it looked like uh, like a Mark Five or something. Do they have a cool like mashup word for that? Like a, a golf with a Jetta front end? Yeah, it's, it's called yes. a Getta. Getta. Or wait, there's a Jolf and there's a Getta. I yeah. think that one's a Getta. Getta, yeah. Because no way, Jolf is the golf with the yeah. Jetta front end. So the Jetta wagon with the golf front end's got to be the Getta. Oh, crap, I wish David. Getta? I wish I, re- I really wish Cam was here because Cam's got the opposite of his car. Because Cam, uh, Cam has a he had like both the parts cars that were used to yeah, make yeah, the they, Getta. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Cam's got a VR6 Golf with a or a VR6 Golf with the Jetta front. Interesting. Yeah, oh, it's really weird. wild. Like that, you can just a Mark swap Six, them. Mark Five, Mark Four. Oh, okay. These are all Mark Fours. Okay, so it's very good. Um, but I see Mike like way over there, but he's not paying attention. Oh, Josh so. is on his crappy yep. hoverboard again. And he's making announcements, which is... That you won't be able to hear it. so funny to watch a man make announcements on a hoverboard. I know, right? So nonchalantly. It's a damn good microphone. But yes. he, um, it, hopefully it doesn't get picked up, because these are broadcast fancy microphones from Ian. I'm so. pretty sure, yeah. These are directional. They're not cardioid mics like we typically use, so much oh, better awesome. for this particular type of uh, recording. Not like the state fairgrounds. Oh, my God. Well, that was partially due to their crap-ass speaker, too. Yep. I'm, no. really, I'm just really happy about how well set up this was. It's beautiful. You know, they it's promised amazing. us th- a few things. And it came through. And uh, it was all here when we got <laughs> it here. It was amazing. Yeah. Hey, like, we yeah, were we full- have Ethernet, and we didn't need to provide our own cable. Yeah. And there was a speaker that works. How long did setup take? Like 20 minutes? Not even. Not yeah, even. Not even. It, take, it took it was like so easy. 10 minutes and then us goofing around because we didn't realize there was a mute button. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this mixer has a 12, actually 16 channel capacity, and the one we typically use is uh, four. Mm. So it's, it's quite a bit larger. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Ian doesn't mess around. Like, this is his like, whole like, his, like, special interest is audio equipment. I was noticing that the fourth microphone he set up is his, like, personal fancy one. Yeah. Yes. It's like, 
Okay, I need to make sure we keep an eye on that. Yeah, yeah. we, we will um, make sure they're all very nice. It's and in our make site sure profile. All here, so. um, but, but yeah, and like it didn't, usually we have to like wander around looking for the person that's supposed to help us and they were just like, nope, we know exactly where you're going. And I was like, oh. I also yay. love that. Like, Props to Drive Cartel. They're also. And we're like, like 10 minutes late. So. They wear like gold so they just like stand out they have like a color yeah. of shirt that nobody yeah nobody else has. is organically wearing a gold shirt yeah, so. yeah like it works really well it's not like a really annoying color but it's like you can find them like from a million miles away yeah i found balto and i felt like i was twinning because i just happened yes. to pull out a carmunity shirt That's today hilarious. and he's wearing his did you yeah. see uh tam's outfit he matched his <laughs> no. he matched his pants and his shoes to his shirt like he is is it a, like a really really crazy flower print thing like his normal no attire? no he's got his shoes are the exact like color match to the shirt that's and insane. the pants are like these like perfect like slacks that are like I'm terrified to know how big that person's wardrobe is. Tam's wardrobe I think is an entire apartment building. I like would... he just has he like he, he has an, like a small apartment and then like probably like just owns like a, a condemned building next door where it's just a big closet. <laughs> Plato has got I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but um that's what that is. I've always wondered. But yeah, so mm-hmm. on uh, b- back to that uh, Volkswagen. Yeah, yeah, Michael's got I, I actually the was yeah, the ghetto. I was doing a test walk around. I think Scott saw that uh, briefly when I went uh, live on Facebook and when I was looking inside of it, like he had the Italian job, he had Need for Speed Underground too. He had uh, is it Burnout like in, Revenge in Dash like, TV or Rear TVs. Or it's both? In, in Dash TV. Okay. Like it, it's perfect. Like okay. he, he's got it all set up. So I told him I might like hop in this car and start playing PlayStation. He said it was cool. So yeah. if uh, he has a bunch of untouchable records, that is entirely Jana's fault, not mine, because she yes. always beats my records. I do beat people's records. I don't know how. I'm not good at video games. Well, button pushing will usually get you there. Yeah. I think it's because. N64 is, like, such a bad, like, controller setup that, like, somebody that's more of a, like, casual player will do better. And PlayStation 2 is, like, kind of in that same era where it wasn't quite perfected. Mm -hmm. Where, like, if you're casual, you'll do better than somebody that plays... If you're filthy casual. If you're filthy casual, you'll be better. You'll do better than somebody that plays, like, sim rigs, like, across the way from us. I I do kind of want to try those. I don't know what... I I think think, they're running on a console, but it still looks pretty good. Yeah, but we are going to race Honda Z360s on the Nürburgring. (laughs) I, I, I would probably do like pretty well. Do I've they done still so many have the, uh, laps. Do they still have the uh, 1886 Benz patented motor wagon? Uh, in, I think that was a Gran Turismo thing. Yeah, so. it was in 4. I wasn't sure if it's in, in later versions. I think they ported pretty much everything, even if it was DLC, into the later Gran Turismo. So I'm guessing so, so all right, yeah. I, uh, 1886 Benz patented motor wagons on the Nürburgring. I have never, ever done a clean lap of the Reliant Robin on the Nordschleife, and I've tried several dozen oh. times. It I've, is so tippy. It, yeah, it's a terrible vehicle. It's a really horrible vehicle. Yeah, it really is. They really lying. fun in multiplayer, though. They were not lying on Top Gear. It really is, like, that bad. Yeah. Um, the dramatic rollovers, that just happens every time you turn one. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. We're, you got to get training wheels. We're sitting here at this well-prepared table at Modest, provided, sorry, provided by uh, Drive Cartel. We've got sim yes. rigs across this, uh, the main drag here. Mm-hmm. We've got an R34 sitting right in front of us, which I'm just kind of desensitized by. Yes. Yeah, I, so I looked out. I, I, the first thing I did, just because I'm used to like R32s, like having bubbly dashboards. The first thing I did is I looked at the dashboard. I'm like, is it, did you do these bubble as well? And I looked and like the dashboard's clean. Hmm. It is missing the the rear wiper arm. Why, who who I does don't, a rear wiper? I, so delete. that's the thing. Is like I like, I guess like some people like because like it looks cleaner, but like for me like I don't really you care just about said clean- like five times. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think. Here. <laughs> um, 
It's a sticky I board. I think that... <laughs> Thank you. R34s and cars like that look better with all the weird crap added on. 100%. Mm. These cars were known for their weird crap. Yeah, yeah and so like having weird crap like a rear wiper on a coupe, it, do it. Like, yeah. yes, that's really cool. Like, that's the like one of the Accord reasons had why... a rear wiper, and yeah. I would, if I could afford to get one, I would totally put one on that $500 CD Accord that we got, I got for Jamma. Yeah, it's just like, that's one of the reasons why I like Mercedes and Saabs and Volvos, because they always have like weird things like headlight wipers. Like, you don't need that. No, nobody like, ever does. And they break ingenious. all the time, so they're just sitting there as decorations. Exactly. Yeah. But Is they're it, there. They are there. They're yeah. so cool. I still have a, uh, it's not new in box, but it's a new old stock uh, headlight wiper kit sitting yeah. in the in the bin for, the, for my E30 M3. Good. Love and, like, that. I think about putting it on all the you time. You should. I'm just like, nah. You totally should. I think headlight yeah, wipers put, on that would be like a big flex. Them, and then you can just put them on casually for shows. Oh, luckily you can just like mount the motor and the blades. You don't have to like mount the fancy reservoir oh, and all the tubing and stuff like that. So, I yeah, think I, would, I would just do the motor and the blades. I think that'd be great. Headlight wipers though are pretty rad. Yeah, I used to take them wipers. off, and now I, I want them. No, yeah. headlight wipers are better. Like it's just objectively better to have headlight wipers. Um, just it do be like that sometimes. It do be like that. So let's talk about a little bit of news here while we're at it. Sure. Yeah. Um, so this is actually... I googled car news and I didn't find much. <laughs> That's all right, honey. But um, I actually found quite possibly the greatest fire truck I've ever seen oh, in wow. my life. I like that. So it's a three-wheeled fire truck. It's called a Kurigane, which a Kurigane is known for making the World War II Japanese like equivalent of a Jeep. Okay. And then they also made the first K-Van called the Kurigane Baby, mm. which was like baby is like is the baby-sized car. Baby. Yeah, the baby. The baby. <laughs> but the um, baby. yeah, this one's actually being restored in Russia of all places. Oh, I guess, interesting. Yeah. Is Garage Fifty Four doing it? Yeah, it's Garage Fifty Four. <laughs> it's going to have wheels made of concrete and it's going to be it. powered by like a boat engine, <laughs> just one cylinder out of a boat engine. It literally just looks like uh, Hagrid's motorcycle with an extra wheel and. Fire, uh, it's well, bright red, obviously. Yeah, it looks kind of like Hagrid's motorcycle and a Reliant Robin, kind of. Yeah, that's exactly combines. what that looks like. It's so it's a 1941 Kurigan Model 1, but this honestly, now that I know it's being restored in Russia, yes. like this could seriously be something that was produced yesterday yeah. Oh, yeah. in Russia. Yeah. Because no. this style tire we kind of stopped using in the late 1970s, mm-hmm. and it's still pretty prevalent if you buy, like, a brand-new Neva. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, that's what I love about Russia, is Russia will just, like, continue making old stuff. I mean, they still make cars with crank starts, so that's awesome. We should get those here, because, like, the the perfect weather analog of Siberia mm-hmm. is where we live. Yes, it is. Like, yeah. it gets a little colder there, but not by much. Yeah, no, like, we're but very similar to Siberia. But you want to be prepared for colder weather. And anyway. if we had a Kurigane fire truck... Kurigane. Yeah. Whatever. What you Ryan to, said. Listen to, to pre- Ryan. Yeah, well, you just pronounce every individual like constant vowel syllable in Japanese. Kurogane. Yeah, Kurogane. Yep. Fine. That's why Mitsubishi that is cute. Mitsubishi, not Mitsubishi. Interesting. Yeah. I think reading that as an American, I would still pronounce it Mitsubishi, but yeah. a lot of people say Mitsubishi, but it's Mitsu. I think we're just used to the easy, uh, easy way out. And, and plus, <laughs> like we're Midwestern, so we just remove syllables anyway. We do. Well, sometimes they're optional. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was a really cool bike. I, I thought Jana would love it. I, I do. It really, like... 
anything being small and capable of fighting Hagrid's a fire. Hagrid's motorcycle and the Reliant Robin, it looks just like the new ride at Universal. It does. Yeah, it's um, very similar, it's actually. It's a yeah. roller coaster based on Hagrid's motorcycle, and that's like exactly it. I think they use this as a reference. Yeah, Kirigana is a brand that we never got, like, we've never heard of in America, but like in Japan and in Asia and honestly, Eastern Europe. They're known, like a known quantity, mm-hmm. and anything that's Kirigane is not cheap. Like, oh, interesting. Yeah, you import, like, if you try to import any Kirigane, like, at a bare minimum for, like, a rolling shell of a Kirigane baby, you're playing, you're paying, like, E30 prices. Oh, wow. Yeah. This just wild. so doesn't even look Japanese, but I guess it no, is from the 40s, isn't. so. Yeah. yeah. And so, once you start thinking about that, like, when you think about the fact that it's from the 40s, it does, because you look at the windshield. Yeah. And, like, the, like, you see the gas tanks, like, similar to like a Harley Davidson or something, um, but then you see the rear end, and the rear end kind of begins to make a little bit more sense. That's Japanese and from that this era. Is so cute. It's either Japanese and or an airport vehicle. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Very very similar designs. Oh, they really should bring those to airports. That would be perfect. You could fight jet fuel fires. Yeah. You just have to retrofit the tanks <laughs> with something that isn't water. Yeah. Here, so I think one that's second. Bad for hey, Michael Spear, come here. Come here. <laughs> Ryan is here, paging somebody. Put, put uh, Michael on the fourth mic. Hello, Michael. Hey, Michael. Um, hey, is your car a Getta or a Jolf? Is what now? Is your car because it's a Jetta with a golf front and is it a Getta or a no? Or it's, a Jolf? it's just a Jetta wagon. It's a Jetta wagon. Yep. All right, because like Cam's car isn't that called a Getta? Yes. Yeah, that's I a think Getta. That's how that works. So, th- so then the opposite of a Getta would be a Jolf. Yes, a Jolf. Right, so it's a Jolf. That's right. what we were wondering. Okay. That's all I needed to ask. I yep. was trying to like get your attention earlier, no, but you were. In conversation. We were actually talking about that. We were yeah. like, well, what, what happens if you do it the other way around? Because I've heard of Jolfs, you know, Jetta front end, or Golfs on uh, Golf front end on a Jetta, or right. the other way around. Yeah. You know, I, I quite honestly, I feel like it goes back and forth. I've never yeah. really, like, nailed down whether it's the first letter. To me, it makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah. if you okay. have a Jetta front end on a Golf, yeah, you, you, you go take front the to first back. letter, you go front so to it's back. a Jolf. Like, the front yeah. to back of a car. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, that... To, mentally, that makes sense. I mean, me. in our society, yeah. But if yeah. it was Do you in a society hit... where they read right to left, then maybe it would be the other way around. Since we connect <laughs> Michael, let's hit him with like one random podcast like like question that we give to our guests. Well, it depends on how much time he has. Just give him one, one question. All right, one quick. One. Would you rather drive a slow car fast or a fast car slow? Slow car fast. You are every day of the week. How many miles does your Jetta have? How many miles? Yeah. I uh, just hit four hundred and fifty-five thousand. That's what wow. I said. yeah. I told you he has is it an a TDI. Yes. Is it an ALH? Uh, sorry. ALH? ALH. Nice. Yep. Yeah. So Up it, until 440, all original, everything. What happened at 440? It's, it's crazy. Huh? What happened at 440? Uh, 440 did uh, VNT 17 turbo, oh. did the tune, clutch, all that stuff. So it wasn't so just, bad. You just wanted more juice. I just needed more juice. Cool. Oh. I love that car. Is the intake completely filled with Coke? Like, just, like, <laughs> completely filled with carbon? Like, have you ever, like, pulled the intake off on that? Uh, no, it's very clean because it's had an EGR delete. Okay, good. Almost yeah, all its life. All right, goodness, cool. Because otherwise, I'd be breathing. You know, breathing. <laughs> That's what I was wondering. Straw. Like, you just like yeah, he did this like whole tune and like really you have like, like a one inch intake. <laughs> Every time I pulled a one point nine turbo outlet off, I'm just like, er, like really? How is this running? Like, no wonder it <laughs> yeah. felt like it was NA. <laughs> That's that's why they're so reliable because like they're like naturally like they're There's naturally making a third of the power they're built for. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. I've always wondered this. Like, if you found like a, a Beetle or a Jetta TDI that had really really coked up intake. 
and you put a meth injection kit on it, how long would that meth injection mm. kit take to completely clean out the intake? <laughs> That's actually a really good question. That's a really good question. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I what, what's your best guess? I, I would guess that it would take like 15,000 miles for it to completely clean it out. If you I, were I would set at like 7 PSI boost, so it's always firing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to say 10K. Uh, but I think Michael should actually try this. Should we try this? Yeah. Should we find me a plugged up I'm intake? And gar- guaranteed that Bill's going to have one yeah, in the back I'm- of the shop. Actually, I know for a fact, he might have since moved it, but I know when I was working at Good Karma that next to his, his, uh, son, his like, tanning bed, there <laughs> wait, was... Wait, wait, what, 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 what? Anyway, yeah, he got a free tanning bed. It's <laughs> in the back. The- <laughs> but anyway, next to his tanning bed that he has like, laid up on its side... There was a ALH intake that was completely plugged up with coke. I'm not sure if they um, if they moved it yet, but well, it was there two years ago. I guess I should ask around. <laughs> yeah, you should I? ask if they have a plugged up intake. Your poor turbo. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah, nothing like a new turbo, you know, with a bunch of carbon. Going I hear they really like fun. a lot of back pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's good time. for it. Just break it immediately. I love that. <laughs> but I've, I've always wanted to try that because, like, I'm actually waiting for like Doctor Wags, my mom's three series Whoa. diesel wagon, yeah. to plug up because it still has full EGR and everything on it. I'm like, I don't want to clean it. I don't want to replace the manifold. I just want to put meth injection on it and see what. <laughs> That's a great experiment. I just don't think it would take that long. Um, Is this a new new carbitrage question? <laughs> I guess we could ask people how many miles you think it would take for a plugged up <laughs> 1.9 TDI intake with 150 cc methanol injection spraying above 7 psi to clean out the intake. <laughs> it just hit Mike with this, and he's just like, I don't even know what that, that is. <laughs> Everyone knows a little bit about TDIs. They're just yeah. an endearing engine. The older ones, the pre-diesel so, ones. Michael, do you uh, ever do like any engine swaps or anything, or are you just like usually bolt? Do you usually just do bolt-ons, or do you do like engine swaps on uh, your cars? Well, over? I actually have an engine swap in progress. Oh, tight. Uh, All right, so cool. now that now that this car has got everything it needs, um, perfect. We've got a Mark III Cabrio. We're going to do a three six in. Exciting. So, Dope. I'm yeah. into that. That's so going to be really three hundred horsepower in uh, essentially just a basket. It's wow. going to be don't. A lot of fun. Don't let any customers use it as a customer car at Good Karma, because that's how Bills ended up where it did. Well, yeah. and that white one that's at Karma is, is going to be a parts car for me. So. Perfect. Ooh. I'm yep. so excited I'm taking for Taking bits off of it. So that's don't worry, really it will get bad. a new home. But. So yes. that leads me to the second guest question. Uh, and if, after this, you can leave if you want. <laughs> but <laughs> we do to. a thing called the Mondial Challenge. We do a thing called the Mondial Challenge here. Um, oh, and on the Mondial Challenge, can you hear me on the headphones? Yes. All right, cool. Yep. On, the much, Mo- much on the Mondial Challenge, the question is, Eric was once shown a very cheap Ferrari Mondial sans an engine. It was obviously used as a donor for a 308 where like, you just buy a Mondial because sure. it's cheaper than the engine itself. Yep. Um, and then you just take that out and now you have a Mondial where it doesn't make sense to put the, fac- the factory engine in. You now have this useless Mondial shell that you need to shift on for $6,500, but it's a lovely 1984 QB Mondial, nice light blue metallic Speedline wheels. It's a great Ferrari, but it doesn't make sense to put the factory engine in. What engine do you swap in? It has to be a transverse engine. It can be okay. however reliable you want because it's a Mondial. It's not going to be reliable by any means. Oh, man. And you only need to make 240 horsepower to make equivalent to factory horsepower. Yep. And you can't cut and, sheet metal. And it has, to be, it has to be manual, and you, yeah, it needs to fit within, like, a V8 engine bay. 
that's transverse. Transverse. Interesting. Yeah. Um, boy, that's a good question. I feel like now that I've been on the TDI like mm-hmm. chain for a while, do a TDI swap. I would I would find some ridiculous like TDI to put in I there. Think I you mean, could, you, you could, could do probably a one squeeze. Nine. You can do a one nine and get two oh, yeah. four. Like, easy for sure. That'd or be like or ooh maybe like a, a two five uh, V six TDI out of Europe. Yes, oh, those Something are so like unreliable. That, that, that well, would yeah, be. Those are tragic. Cares? But oh, yeah, but you're, it's a it's a Ferrari like three. It's a 308 <laughs> engine. You, you your like baseline of reliability here is like as close to the like the only car that's like less reliable is like a 1925 Doble steam car. Mm. Like <laughs> like this there's not much more that's less reliable than that. <laughs> I think that would be wild. Yeah, yeah diesel. We've actually never had that as an answer. We've had VR6s. We've had the Alpha V6. That was actually one of our this favorites. Favorite yeah. No, this is my favorite answer. Ryan's answer was diesel. Uh, I said a uh, 12A rotary carbureted with a street port and a <laughs> AE101 Corolla transmission because there's a company in Puerto Rico that makes of adapter ports. I know, right? Jeez. There's a company in Puerto Rico that makes adapter ports for AE101 like Corolla transmissions to run rotary engines for rotary swapping transverse cars. That's wild. So that'd be you, crazy. I think you have my favorite answer now. Like yes. better than mine is the like V six diesel. I would make that's that would so make a silly. hilarious noise. It would they, be so cool. They don't sound too bad. I mean, I've, I've seen those, but like, I just I know horrendously unreliable they are. <laughs> but um, again, it's versus a Ferrari. Okay, like it would be 80s. fine for the amount like, of miles that a Ferrari would ever see. Let's be frank. Yeah, of course. So. Like the engine would probably still last longer than the car. So. Yeah. I think I, I had originally selected a 3.3-liter Toyota Sienna engine mm-hmm. with the earlier 3-liter TRD supercharger and a Solara 5-speed. So it should yes, be 400 horse, nice. turnkey, and then no frills. And yeah. I, I chose mine because it would make a similarly hilarious right. noise and be about as reliable as a Ferrari. So yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see if the 12A or the 2.5 TDI yes. goes further. I, yeah, I that, that'd, be, that'd be a good question. Before it needs to rebuild. <laughs> I, I, like, I like that. that let's, let's just pit them together and just see what happens. So let's go find a couple find, Mondials. Yes. We need two Mondials now, and now we're going to have an actual Mondial reliability challenge. Yeah. And then, like, a factory Mondial for, like, just for comparison for a baseline. What do you call it? The control test? <laughs> yeah, the control yeah. test would be just a factory Mondial. Well, thanks. Thank you for thank impromptu you so coming yes, thank on. Thank you for your yeah. work, guys. I don't want to take up your whole show oh. sitting here talking oh. with us. So <laughs> Call me over if you need anything else. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll, do. Otherwise, we'll develop some Mark IV questions to ask you. Well, and hop on over to the car if you want to play a couple rounds of yeah. uh, Need for Speed we, we were or just anything saying, like that. Just... All, your, all your records are going to get reset by Janet. Yeah. She just, like, she's like... I, I played a lot of uh, Harry Potter video games, so they, they, they prepared me well for oh, Masters. They, they, had, they had like a that, Harry Potter Mario yeah. card. And, and I didn't have a memory card, so I had to just... Just redo Do it all in one go. Oh, then you're set. It's, yeah. it's just yeah. like playing Pac-Man and trying to get a high score. Hell yeah. yeah. You just keep redoing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having, like, bad flashbacks from the last time I went to Updown. Yeah, enjoy the show. Yeah, I'll catch you guys a little later. <laughs> all right, good. see ya. Bye. Um, well, Eric, let's talk about your, okay. uh, your, your uh, question, your thing. The topic deal? Your topic thing. So it's, yes. it's car-related. It Don't is. you even worry. So uh, the Volvo Polestar 2, Ooh, the, the full yes, electric one that we've talked about, we like this thing. Like It's like a Tesla Model 3, but you don't have to be a Tesla owner. Yes. And yeah. also, just slightly worse range, but like way better seats, I think better looking. And, and you Volvo. can get optional Olin's dampers on an That's electric That's actually really car. dope. So there, there's good and bad news. They're unveiling a new kind of cheaper standard mm-hmm. range plus kind of fighter mm-hmm. model. The biggest issue I have with this car, they're dropping the all-wheel drive. And you know... When I'm complaining about dropping all-wheel drive, that it's going to be front-wheel drive. Front-wheel drive. Why would you have a front-wheel drive EV? 
I don't know. I don't. That sounds like a really awesome way to have broken so axles. You're forever. taking an excellent vehicle and you are just ruining it by taking the one thing that it had, which is rear motivated wheels. Well, no, my question is like, all right, so a rear wheel drive EV makes sense it because does. and you just, know they could do it. Yeah, but the front wheel drive is going to destroy axles because what, what breaks axles is torque. Torque, and what does the EV have in abundance is torque. torque. Yeah. This sounds like a problem when you have bad for traction, vehicle balance, axles, everything. You know that what's going to happen is to be some soccer mom just like goes wide open throttle in the snow, and then as soon as they hit the pavement, they're just going <laughs> to no. obliterate that axle. <laughs> the diff is going to go if that, that happens. Yeah, that or like drive shaft <laughs> shop just is like, just going to like make the axles for Volvo, and you're going to make like one car a year because they're like their backlog is just insane. Bouncing off of that, the woman I nanny for just got a hybrid a Toyota. Highlander because it was a brand new one because it was cheaper than a used one. I'm surprised they still and make And hybrid those. was cheaper than gas. It must have been on the lot or something like it that. Was yeah, on the it lot. was one of those yeah. things that sat on the lot. But I will say those are still fascinating because they have like the third generation Toyota rear ox power unit, yeah. which is that yes. three phase 85 horsepower motor unit. Boy, those are cool. Yeah, those yeah. are really cool. So she, we just we dropped off some coffee beans for her, and then she like was like, "Come to the garage," and I was like, "Is it okay. a plug-in or is it a mild hybrid?" It is a mild hybrid. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm surprised they still make those. Why wouldn't they just give you a plug-in option? I, I think that's why this one was like yeah. so discounted. They oh. also make a plug-in. Um, yeah, but it was like she's just like was like, "Look what I got," and I was like, "I didn't it was, know you were getting in, a new it car." It was entirely based off the fact that it was like on crazy sale. <laughs> Scott says, "FWD is better in snow." Mm. That's uh, actually, yeah, blatantly it, false. But I think he is, is, he's is hinting at that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's hinting at people uh, that say that. But yeah, so like she got it because it would be easier to drive in snow. And eh. I mean, the, I, I'm sort of okay with it just because of that super cool rear ox power unit. Yeah. We had an RX 400h runner at work, which had the first gen, the 75 mm-hmm. horsepower yes. rear set, and it was actually kind of fun to catch the system yeah. off guard and like spin it. So a I bit. actually really want to find one of those in a junkyard, and they're getting to junkyard age. And I'm very excited for that because I really want to make a like vintage EV swap Toyota using Ooh, just yeah. Toyota stuff. Uh, you yeah, do realize there are multiple in the Twin Cities for sale for seventy five dollars. Yeah, I don't. I can't afford the Toyota Ooh. chassis though because I just bought a Buick. Okay. So, yeah. what I want to find is like a public car or something that is something tiny and light. Yeah, something like mm-hmm. tiny and light had about seventy five horsepower from the factory and make an EV version of it. I think that'd be really cool. I think you should put two in there and just never use the front one unless you have to race somebody. <laughs> Yeah. Now I want to make a rear-wheel drive. Just fine, keep it. Fine, fine, fine. Keep it because the, the beauty of it, of it is that it fits within the standard differential like form factor. Right. It's like that's super why I want small. It. It's yeah. really small. It's literally just an electric motor on a diff. The um, the differential isn't very strong on those, but in no. a Publica it would be fine. And that's what I was thinking. Like some like a Publica or a Corona or something. I think would be really dope. So Scott was saying uh, Fiat gets a pass with front-wheel drive, but this car was set up yes. for front-wheel drive, yeah, or rear-wheel drive, and I agree with that. The 500E is it's just low enough power, and it has just good enough of a chassis where you really don't run into the torque steer and all that other issue. Yeah. But this is still a pretty powerful single motor, mm-hmm. and the fact that this is coming from a model that already has all-wheel drive, why not just ditch the shitty front motor mm-hmm. and keep the rear motor? Yeah. Like, they, it they, should make no difference other than like improving wonder, your turning radius. I wonder if they're going to make like a... Like an enthusiast version that's just a rear motor as well. Yeah. Oh, Scott said Ryan's hard to hear. Oh, sorry. I wonder if they're going to make an enthusiast version that is just a rear motor. I I hope so. Maybe there'll be a performance version where they can just like, maybe they're working on like a dual rear motor, like a performance Tesla or something like that. That would make sense. I don't actually know which mic is Ryan's. This is, this should help. 
Because I'm looking at the... It, it's difficult for me to face into the microphone and then look over at the screen. It so. might have also been because there were a lot of very loud announcements yes. while we were talking yes, about that. Yes, I think so. it was probably cutting some of that. Anyway, there, there is some good news to this. I mean, you still get the Polestar 2 looks, mm -hmm. and it's going to probably be sub-35K before the credit. So, I okay. mean, this could potentially be in the high 20s after a tax credit. But I don't think it's going to be a bad car, but it's going to be like... That's not interesting because no. of the front-wheel drive. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're bad. getting... You're getting uh, it's like a X-Drive... E30. Oh yikes! Like it's still like like yeah. on paper like yeah. like in it the grand good. in the grand scheme of things it's still a great car but you're just comparing it to the much better version right oh yeah it's never gonna live up yeah like no. all wheel drive E30 it's gonna be a great car you're gonna love it and but if you come from something else it is a great experience yeah. yeah like and like I've driven a all wheel drive E30 like just driven it like coming out of my van and it was a great vehicle. But I can understand coming out of a rear-wheel drive E30 into an all-wheel drive E30 and being upset. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what this is going to be. This is going to be the modern all-wheel drive E30, except front-wheel drive. It's just yeah. going to disappoint a lot of people that come up to them trying to buy them later, and then they oh, realize yes. it's the base model. Yeah, I think that's yes, that, yes. that's the thing. It is this is me the disappointed car? I hate to see. I hate to say if like follow Tesla's lead, but like the base model is rear-wheel drive. Just so, yeah. make it rear-wheel drive. It's it's even you know it is. It's very similar to like an SW21. MR2. It's still mm -hmm. a perfectly fine car, but compared to a turbo, it's much worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, unless you're planning to keep it long-term and want reliability yeah. only. Like, if you just want to like, commute in an MR2, an SW21 is a better yeah, option. Yeah, but, then, but a, then a SW21 is just a Camry that you can't do anything with. Correct. Which yeah. I kind of like. Okay. It's that whole thing we come back to, cars are better when they're worse. I guess, yeah. A that's worse a Camry point. is an SW21, mm -hmm. and that's what makes it great. That's a very good and point. And I'm only defending it because that was my first car. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... I want to talk about uh, my topic here sure. uh, that I found similar in the vein of modern new car news. Uh, it's with the new uh, Acura Integra that they're uh, apparently going to make a Type S version because they just filed for a trademark for the Integra Type S. So the last time I saw a Type S badge, I think it was either on a TL or an RSX, and it, it didn't it, really mean no, anything it does. to me. It, uh, Type S may, it is like a step down from a Type R. Um, so like a so does R that mean I'm gonna get a K20? Well, yeah, I like get RSX. Hey, look at that guy, Brian. Boy, this guy came all the way from wow. California. He walked here. He looks very tired. <laughs> That's he's got those long legs. He walked here like it took a normal yeah. took a normal amount of time. Dude, sit on mic four. Yep. Hello, friends. Hello. Hello. Sit on mic number four. There's rain. Right, so, yeah, right so there. There's headphones. Can you. you can hear us. Yeah, it's important. The PA is a little bit harder to yeah. hear through. So uh, this is actually perfect because you're here and you can tell us about Type R's. I just got into a podcast. Check it out. Oh. Hey, you're the second person like right that we've here. kidnapped to put nice. on our podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, We're holding so hostages. Type R's are a real sore subject for me right now, literally, because oh. I totaled mine two days ago. Oh. What? Why would you yes. do that? What did you do? You shouldn't have done that. Uh, so I was at a stoplight. Um, there's a car in front of me, mm -hmm. and I was in 96, right-hand drive, Integra Type R, championship yeah. white, red oh. interior, bone stock, haven't even touched it yet. No. Oh, and then some maniac came behind you? Yeah, uh, kid pulled up, uh, didn't stop, and just <gasps> drilled into the back of me, no. and then pushed me into the car in no. front of me. No. Um, and the car is actually just crushed in the front and the back, so. I assume well, it's going to be fixed. Well, at least you're okay. Um, well, yeah, it's going to get That's fixed. That's got to be worth fixing. I'd say, yeah. if, if it isn't fixed, um, talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, a I lot can, of people like, hey, I will, what are you doing with the engine and trans? I'm, I'm going like, to help oh, make man, you whole. I don't, want, I don't want the engine and the trans. I got my D-series, which I'm like okay with. I want those seats. <laughs> going to an open casket funeral. Yeah. I will help you. The watch off yeah. I will help yeah. make you whole. Yeah, the, exactly. the red Recaros are, are valuable. Yes, oh, those are very That's good. hard to hear, man. ITRs are I mean, so here you go. This is the front and... There's the back. No. Just not, well, not great. It's just a it looks like it, tissue. Thank, thankfully, it doesn't look like there's much chassis damage. I think that. Yeah, you know the rear quarters and front quarters are are good. Yeah, uh, I was. No I'm more worried the about doors, like no damage to the glass. It was just kind of like hood, front bumper, headlights. I'm more worried about like bumper. the bulkhead behind the rear bumper because yeah. I yeah. know on EFs if you like look in the wrong way they bend, but yeah. Integras are probably a little bit stronger than an EF. Right. Yeah, yeah so. so I kind of blacked out a little bit, and then um, yeah. and then you just woke up with like blood on your hands, and like, well, there some, was like, like, you kid, know, like in a hospital. paramedics and stuff. So I haven't really assessed the car yet. I've been it yeah. got picked up on a flatbed and taken away. So no. I haven't really uh, really gone through I'm so it. Sorry, it's all I didn't even I, mean, I didn't hear about that. The last couple of days has just been like a like a zoo for me. I'm so sorry. I would have reached out. Oh uh, yeah, I didn't <laughs> post anything about oh, okay, it. Yeah, good. I just kind of yeah. So oh, I'm sorry. That sucks. But um, yeah. Well, that's yeah, a that's a, that's well we were when you walked by, we were just talking about how Acura filed for a trademark for the Integra Type S, yes. the new Integra. I'm very yeah. excited for that. Right. And Eric didn't know what the Type S meant. I just figured it was said, model. It's like a it's like a step down from a Type R. Yeah, I think they dropped the ball by not doing the um, NSX as a Type R. They yeah, did Type S because so. they thought that in the U.S., since the Type S was kind of like the thing, you yeah. know, like. That more U.S. buyers would relate, yeah. But um, I, nah, it should have been Type R, especially if they're doing an Integra Type R again. So yeah, well, I don't it doesn't know make why sense. They would not do that, but but yeah, I mean, like, like historically, the RSX Type S was like a much better vehicle than the standard RSX. Yeah, yeah, because the it's because we didn't get a Type R. Yeah, that's so. true. But that's what I was saying. I was like, it's a step down from a Type R. But for yeah. for America, like a Type for S like is the last thing, one, yeah. they should have done an R. Yeah, so I mean, I'm I could have seen if they'd have done like a middle child that was a Type S, and then like the final edition is a Type yes. R. Yes, they went straight to uh, yeah, kill like, it at Type S. Yeah, it doesn't Come make on. sense. I think they yeah. probably they wow. probably planned on doing that, and then nobody bought it. Yeah, no, yeah, I, because that was the other thing. It's like nobody bought it. I like, don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, so, but I uh, did sell one though. You did a, a new An NSX RSX? Type S already. Th- how? Yeah, got an early allocation. Weird. All yeah. right, cool. Good yeah, for you. So. <laughs> Yeah, and I did get a chance to check out to the um, new Integra. Oh, yes, up at Pebble. Oh. Yeah, yeah. How was Monterey? Monterey was great. I didn't go this year because I didn't um, uh, plan ahead. It was a bit of a bummer because a lot of big same. manufacturers pulled out. Yes, okay. that's a quitter move. Um, but nonetheless, it was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the new NSX was there. They had a Type R or the new Integra there, mm-hmm. but yes. it was like um, you know camel wrapped and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah. still, uh, you can kind of see what it. What it's, it's going to look like. Yeah, so it's cool. It's by no means a small car. Okay. Well, I but, mean, I, looking at a Civic. A well, Civic, the new yeah. Civic Type R is not a small car. Right, yeah. yeah the yeah. new Civic is the right. best Accord ever. So, But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it'll be cool. Well, I'm, for sure. I'm excited to see it. I see you've been doing a lot of yes. van stuff as well. Vans. Yes. Popular, you've been, you've been doing a lot of camping on your Instagram. Yeah, so um, Yaska and I are working on an overland division for Top Rank right now. That's super gangster. So I'm really like, excited for that. Like 20 FJ cruisers. Oh, hell yeah. And yeah. Uh, a bunch of Defenders. Dope. And um, some vans. We've got Very some. Cool. Um, we imported some Volkswagen Eurovans. Okay. Like the one I got stranded in. Don't. The yeah, I was just about to say, <laughs> yeah. are you going to that Joshua was, soon? That was 
maybe one of the worst car stories I have. But yeah, that, <laughs> that, that um, is one of my favorite stories. Is the call I got in the middle of the night. I'm like, brutal. I never even. Heard. I remember yes. being like, Ryan, why are you answering your phone right yeah, now? And he's yeah, like, yeah, he's like, Ryan needs me, and I was like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, my favorite part is that my technician that does vans. He was like, we don't have that in America. Yeah. It was literally just yeah. a Japanese market like thing that yeah. they did that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was really dumb, and uh, I feel like an idiot. But if, um, if if you're listening, you're wondering what happened to Brian. Um, he was at Joshua Tree, and somehow the driver's seat got. We turned it around it, to play it, cards. Yeah, it got, they got turned around to oh, play God. cards, but you can on a, the American ones. You can still start it while it's turned around mm-hmm. to like turn on your air conditioner. Um, so Brian turned his around. And the car wouldn't start. Yeah. And it, like he calls me in the middle of the night. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know. I call my yeah. technician in the middle right. of the night, and he's like, Ryan, why the hell are you calling me at this late? And I'm like, I, I had drive like my friend's stuck in Joshua Tree. I told him what was going on. He goes, I don't know. He's like, I, I literally don't know. It should start. Hmm. And so Brian gets a towed, and then he takes it to a shop, and the shop clicks the seat over like a millimeter yep. just to engage yep. the switch. Well, <laughs> so a little oops, preface to that, I had. Um, my girlfriend at the time with me and it was very cold. It was during the government shutdown so there was no park rangers. There was yeah. no help. Nowhere around. We're like deep in the middle of Joshua Tree. Oh my god. And it was freezing cold. We couldn't turn on the heat. We didn't bring anything uh, like survival wise because we figured we were in a camper van. Yeah. Like, what more do you need? And then. But I it had, was a Volkswagen yes. still. So you should always have survival kits in there. I had to walk out of Joshua Tree to a main road yeah. to flag someone down. And then also it's a main road like at Joshua Tree. Like and this this isn't a, this is frustration. Like, yeah. This isn't like Lake Street. This is I like, like <laughs> I had to nowhere. like stand up on this giant rock like formation to even get any sort of phone signal to get a hold of Ryan. And like we kept dropping the call kept dropping. Yeah. I couldn't get a hold of anyone to help. It was, it was brutal. So it was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I felt so bad. I still think about that. I had a yeah. nightmare of that happening and I, to me. And actually, we, we definitely texted our friends in like California <laughs> being like, hey, are you anywhere near yeah. Joshua right We're now? Like, we need a friend. We're stuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, so everybody that I know, like, with like <laughs> a hungry chihuahua and yeah. like a crying girlfriend <laughs> and like, it was brutal. So bad. The worst of the worst, but you good made times. it through. The, the good news is, you're never going to have a day that bad. Yeah. Like, you know, the Bart Simpson meme where he's like, this is the worst day ever. And then yeah. Homer says, worst, worst day, day so yet. Far. <laughs> you, you, you don't get the yet anymore. Well, You're already I'm there. never taking a Volkswagen into the desert ever again. I yeah. think that, that's well, a top that's a tip. Rule of thumb for that's everyone. a really top tip. Oh, come never on. A hoverboard, Josh? So. No. Will, will you fall off of that so Eric can mm. enjoy it? I like your uh, shoes. That's a negative <laughs> Ghost Rider. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, and I think it's the top tip is just you never take a Volkswagen yeah. anywhere where you're like not, not within five feet of your house. I have no idea how hard I'm crashing your podcast right now, but while we're on it, just out of curiosity, um, so I had a chance this week to see the new 400Z in mm-hmm. person. Yes. Like, I want your, actually, like, I want your take on that. Not like the Proto-Z, but like the, the real, actual, the actual yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So the Proto-Z is a little different when I first saw it, but this one, the actual one. Um, pretty rad. Dope. It's manual, 400 horsepower. Very good. Ooh. What do you guys think? I'm honestly Ooh, a fan cool. person. We actually mm-hmm. talked about it a couple episodes ago, and yeah, it's like, A, it gets brownie points right off the bat yeah. because it's a modern three-pedal car. Mm-hmm. But like the big thing for me is like the, if they can get it anywhere near where they're supposed to be price-wise for mm-hmm. the base model, absolutely. Yeah. 40. I love yeah. the fact that That's it's a really not yeah. a VQ. It's a mm-hmm. VR. Yeah. That makes me happy, even though they sound like garbage, too. But mm-hmm. like that's a really good powertrain package. It's yeah. just going to be 
yeah, it's the modern Z. Yeah, yeah I'm um, really excited to see that. I don't um, know how I feel about just calling it the, the Z versus like 400 Z. Yeah. I, I don't right. know if I really care. I, yeah. I hate the nomenclature of it. Mm. I hate yeah. they call it 400. So no, they don't. They're just I calling had, it the Z, right? Um, well, no, it's called the 400 Z. When Tamura-san was in uh, L.A. for it, him yeah. and I got dinner uh, together. And um, I had brought a friend with me who's like huge Z enthusiast. Yeah. Like yeah. he had like Nismo 350 Zs, just like law of Zs. So I was like, I'm getting dinner with this dude. Uh, if you want to come, like meet him or whatever, he'll sign your car. And I brought another friend of mine who has a GTR, and we just had dinner together at this mm-hmm. Japanese restaurant. And we were talking about the difference between the GTR and the 400Z because yeah. he is the father of both of them. You know, created yeah. both yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about it, and you know. I was like, you know, between the two, you know, like, well, you know, what do you think? And he's like, well, they're, they're equal. He's like, it's the GTR is for the man. It's a masculine car, yeah. you know? And he's like, and the fair lady is like the <laughs> feminine dance partner. Oh. And, um, like which he that. meant like in, he means that in an he meant way. like in a design yeah. way, you know. What I mean, yeah. we're like the Z is a lot more sleek, yeah. or yes. like you know whatever, and the GTR no, exactly is very much more aggressive. Yeah. yeah. But now my running joke with all my Z friends is that it's a um, <laughs> that you know the guy that created it says you have a chick car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've always said that you will forever pick up more women with a Fiat 500, like an air cooled 500, than you will ever pick up with an R34. R34 um, is right if now, you want to pick up. Like, um, as someone that owns a um, Skyline and a Supra, yeah. um, I can tell you right now, oh, there yeah. is maybe about 17 women like in Los Angeles that have a true appreciation for that. Yeah. The rest of them are like, so I'm at this guy and he like drives like a 93 Toyota. It's super weird. Well, have, you, like, have you heard like hip stories about um, like just driving the pal and oh, like yeah. random girls at like bus stops like want mm-hmm. like just get in his car yeah. without like, at, like... That is a real thing. Yeah, that's like, a thing that happens. on Figaro, yeah. like in Huntington Beach in a Figaro. Oh, don't, yeah. You're stop. swimming in it. Yeah, yeah, like don't bring a friend because yeah. there's going to be women trying to get into your car. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. absolutely. And that's what I've always like, said. Like people are like, right? What kind of car is he into? And I'm like, I mean, Supras are cool and all, mm-hmm. but I'm like, have you ever heard of an Auto Bianchi? Like mm-hmm. those are cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, they are not. Yeah. But a, a Figaro, I could absolutely see that just yeah. ruining your day for the better. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're cheap too. Good God, those are yeah. expensive. Yeah. So I've always been a fan of the Pike cars. They've all every Pike car is just a yes. great car. That's true. Pick up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have one customer that buys like every single S cargo we can find. And he's like that. in South Dakota. I have no idea what he does with them. <laughs> you know Dakota's his company's cryptic. name is S Cargo or something. It's just lousy like, with S Cargo. He must have like some sort of grocery delivery business and yeah. thinks this is hilarious or something. I don't know. Well, it is hilarious. That's yeah. amazing. It's a very well-funded practical joke. Yes. That, that or somehow like in like yeah. South Dakota, there's just a bunch of French food trucks it could, all called S Cargo. Do you know that there's like, I think it's like in Iowa, there's like a small town, yeah, and like there's a pocket of Suzuki cappuccinos. There's like thirteen that. people that own them there. I love that, and That's it's like amazing. it's like the it's like the thing. You know what? There's a dude in Iowa that indi- like independently just imports cars. And I bet that's probably his doing. Yeah, I don't know. There's like, it is like the largest concentration of Suzuki cappuccinos. Yeah, because there's like just a random town in Iowa. Yeah, there's a guy and he lives in like a random town in Iowa. Hmm. And like, I've almost bought three different uh, Suzuki Altos at different hmm. points in my life, and every single one were imported by the same guy. Nice. Yeah, so it's the same guy that's just been importing like weirdo cars. So it's probably him. 
hey, that maybe that's like that's the new top rank thing is like going to like small random towns and just making it a thing. Just make yeah. a thing, like just like have like one town in Montana where everybody drives a Suzuki Mighty Boy. That, I mean, <laughs> listen, top, I've seen top rank feminine imports. Exactly. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. We tried to take over Catalina Island because um, yeah, like everyone on Catalina drives like a Subaru Sandbar or like yeah, a Honda yeah. Acti mini truck. That's what you kind of do. Yeah. yeah. I'm working on infiltrating. Yeah. You just gotta find like weird <laughs> small. Yeah, I don't know who their supplier <laughs> is, but I'm gonna figure it out. Like, there's like start well, cutting his prices. That's just some drug dealer type. Yeah, I'm gonna be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have locations in um, you know Tokyo, Los Angeles, and Catalina Island. <laughs> yeah. This is really specific. Yeah. It's What's like the, the, the pizzeria that's got five New York locations and then one in like Delaware? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. Whoa, 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 whoa. Tell me the story on this yeah, one. Yeah. Exactly. Right. You asked exactly. about that. Yeah. There's like, well, there's that other island that's like just outside of Seattle. I can't remember the name of that Mackinac island. Mackinac Island? Yeah, Mackinac Island. They don't like, have cars. Oh, they don't have cars? As nope, I say, that'd be a great place. Horses. That'd be a great place to have Isn't a bunch of gymnies. Oh, yeah, Mackinac's in Michigan. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, the, yeah, the one that's like just west of Seattle. Just fill that full of gymnies. That'd be right. perfect. Everywhere should be full of gymnies, actually. <laughs> I agree. Everywhere. But, um, well, other than your horrible Integra story, I'm so sorry to hear about that. What other uh, cars are in your stable these days? Uh, well, I, I have two Mark IV Supras. One of them is You're um, very good one. just chilling. Uh, the other one is the one that's being built by Gretti, the, the catalog car, um, which I'm obsessed with. Are you going to do, do a uh, livery on it similar to Kenji's EF? Yes, it's getting yes. the same one, yeah. Yeah, yes. same as the white EF. So yeah. Kenji's EF is my all-time favorite EF mm-hmm. ever. Like, yeah. I it honestly was demoralizing to my EF because I saw it. I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. never going to be able to touch this. Like, <laughs> yeah. ever. Like I, like, I mean, I could, but, like, yeah. it's not financially responsible for me to yeah. ever even come close yeah. to touching this. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're doing I, I, everything that's gone on the car so far is amazing. So much cool so stuff exciting. coming. It's, uh, they did a brake kit with in collaboration with Endless, so that's getting put on the car. And That's very uh, right. We're doing motor work. Um, like next week, so very cool. Yeah, head That's cams, super duper cool. all of that kind of stuff. So uh, it's coming together, and then um, I have a 1990 Skyline GTR. Very good. Yep, that's a good. That's a good mm-hmm. combo of cars. Yep. It makes sense for your thing. Right, and an FJ Cruiser. And an FJ Cruiser. Yeah. What year? You are uh, 2010. You are an FJ. extremely. Is that a manual? Uh, it's not manual, actually. That sucks. That, that, yeah, that is but. the that is a car collection of a man who's forever alone but smiling and appreciates triple <laughs> windshield wipers. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. triple wipers yep. for sure and power outlet in the back, pretty nice. That's where like you're cool. hanging out. Chilling. We were talking about the quirks in cars earlier. The FJ's mm-hmm. got quirks. The FJ is like full yes, of quirks. Some quirks, but it's you know it's like getting cool again. So like yes. we used to export a ton of them to Japan because yeah. they weren't really popular in the U.S. People yeah. didn't no, they really, were they, really good. They were a really really but, good buy. Um, we had this conversation with you a few years ago yeah. when yeah. they were not yeah. popular. And then now um, they're super popular in the U.S. again, and we're buying them back from Japan. And some of these ones in Japan only have like 20,000, 30,000 miles on them because people don't wow. drive them very much. Yeah. They're like yeah. a weekend camping kind of vehicle there, like a yeah. luxury to have one. So you got all these ones in the U.S. that are like 200,000 miles, and then the ones in Japan are like 30,000 miles, and pe- we're bringing them over, and people are just like, this is insane. I don't even yeah. understand how the mileage is so low. And it's like, yeah, check it out. But I mean, we have like 22 of them in inventory right now. Oh, my God. Wow. Yes. Put them on Bringer Trail. I love riding them. They're like mm. one of my favorite vehicles to ride. Yeah. They are fascinating. I have a... I don't think I'm ever going to put anything on Bringer Trailer. That's fair. But, totally fair. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can understand, but mm. yeah, I will, it's like my favorite thing. One of my favorite cars to ride, sir, yeah. is like the FJ. Just simple things like that, where it's just like it's a it's a cool car for what it is. You don't have to modify it. Like, you know what? Leave uh, it alone. This is what I tell people: <laughs> it's cooler than a Jeep. 
It is. It is That's so like my sales pitch. Yeah, People are like, so I'm thinking about getting an FJ or Jeep, and I'm like, you know what? It's cooler than a Jeep. You, you, That's like it. Yeah. It's like, you're sitting you know, like if you're not going to commit to a turbo diesel Land Cruiser, uh, yeah. then just get an FJ. Yeah. And exactly. then like if you're not going to get an FJ, just don't buy a Jeep. Yeah. You, it's like I don't dislike Jeep, but like chimney. I don't, I don't, yeah, Jimny would be cool, but like you can't really have the one that you want here. You sure. Know, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like yeah. a Pajero or something like that. But like, you know, the, um, uh, or like a Patrol would be cool. Sure. But like I, the Jeep thing... You know, I don't know. Jeeps are cool, but, like, I feel like if you're going to do any sort of anything with anything, then it just, like, a Jeep is not that car. Like, I feel yeah, like the Jeep that, is, like, what you get when you want to look like you do. You want It's yeah. a very yeah. bro truck. Well, yeah. it's like, like, my favorite Jeep yeah. is the Renegade. And it, I like it because yeah. it's not it's a, a Jeep. Yeah. It's a Fiat. And like, you can get yeah. one with all-wheel drive, a turbo, and a six-speed. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's not it's not angry and having to poop like all the and JKs. Like, I we've see got there. customers that are like supercharging their FJs, which Ooh, are that's relatively have you impressive. Seen Huey's uh, Sienna over there? No. Go look at the I gray Sienna. I was here for about nine minutes, and I walked into this room, and oh then you God. sucked me into your podcast. Well, so we're not sorry. Yeah, yeah no, I think we're just gonna have one rolling episode. We're just gonna split it in half uh, nice. when we do our actual thing. But uh, because we were gonna do two episodes, then like two episodes just turned into one huge one. Oops. Which well, no, we're, I'm okay. we're happy no, to have you. I am okay with that. Yeah, but uh, Huey's van is. Um, it, it's a supercharged you can turn that thing Sienna. Too. Let's smile for the camera. Nice. It makes for good radio is smiling for yes. the camera. I'm actually doing resting bitch face under my mask, <laughs> nice. so um, yeah. If you want to turn around the crowd cam so we can oh. see you, you can certainly do that. But um, I kind of like having the crowd cam because like now that like the drivers' meetings over and people are like kind of right. in the fill. There's in. a drivers' meeting at a car show. Yeah. yeah well, they, everyone had to leave so the fire marshal could do a walkthrough. Oh, oh. yeah. Shoot. Yeah. Um, that's what was happening right now. I see. But. Um, I am sort of thinking I'm going to see some cars before this place gets flooded with human beings. Yes. No, you totally can. Um, before you leave, I have one question. Yes. What is the best vehicle that Top Rank can import for me that women do like? Yes. Oh, that's a really yeah, good question. Because an Aventime is not accessible right yeah, now. Yeah, like, like, you know, to be honest like the with Supra you. The Supra is a 93 Toyota. Nobody cares. Right. But like, yeah, what yeah. would they. Okay, so like if, you're, like if you want something quirky that women seem to like, I would say like a Power Figaro for sure gets that kind of good attention um other one uh would be i think an nsx really uh, interesting yeah. nsx weird. has that kind of like i guess yeah, yeah kind of thing and then like it's not also, as pretentious like, as a ferrari like, yeah and like like <laughs> most like cool chicks have seen pulp fiction yeah and are like you know yeah, yeah you'll think of the wolf yeah, yeah. oh yeah. you love quentin tarantino i mean the other one Perfect. too that might be pretty good is like now no, barring like importing any exotics because like you know those yeah. are, you could do that too like you can import like ferraris and stuff like you know so there's i already like, have one of those boring yeah you're right yes you could do that you know but a tbr Ooh. might be pretty rad too. you know i thought of an art an yeah. one a like, fiat just, ritmo you just swordfish style. <laughs> that'd be that'd be rad. But a the, Fiat Ritmo still a couple a years Fiat away. Ritmo convertible. I don't um, know what that is. If you just Google like two seconds, it'll take. It you'll might, see it. That, that I think it might like, be getting a little specific. 
but it, it's just like it's like a weird like normally the normal Fiat that I remember super boxy the Ritmo mm. was like round kind of like you know how the B1 was like super round yeah the Ritmo kind of took the like 80s like mm. three box hatch and then put a bunch of round things on right. it and, oh okay yeah and then you, they made it convertible yeah. and that is a very mm. cool that car. looks like an Italian Saab 900 convertible yes. yeah. based on a subcompact that's what I mean like that's kind of that's like kind of in the same vein of like I think you're probably right because that's yeah. the same kind of chick that'd be attracted to a Mark One Cabrio. Yeah, yep. it, it's a Mark One Cabrio, but a little bit more more unique, so you look more cultured. <laughs> all right, so Power and Figaro, we're on that. Power and Figaro. Right. Power and Figaro. All right, guys. Thank you, Brian. See you. We'll see you in a little it's bit. Good to see all right, you. Good to see you too, bro. nice to see you. Yep. Um, but yeah, let's just carry on, just do one long episode because it makes more sense. And, then we'll I, and I like the people randomly coming on; it's really fun. I also like having a uh, hey, giant Balto? speaker. Uh, Balto's walking around somewhere, but I like having a giant yeah, speaker so I can just like call people out. Yeah, yeah, just like yell at people Quite and tell literally. them to come over. Bye, Brian. <laughs> See you, Brian. <laughs> there we go, another smile. Anytime there's an awkward pause in the recording, we're having a photo moment. Just yes, so there's, there's a photo being taken of us. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the uh, Type S trademark. Yes. Yeah, so the Type S trademark, I think it's actually really cool because, um, you know, it's one of those things where I kind of expected Honda to half-ass this mm-hmm. and just like throw out the entire, because it's already a hybrid, I just expect them to throw it out and call it a day. Um, but now they're actually making a Type S. Like that means they're actually making a cool one, because um, you know they could have easily just done a CRZ thing where they just like made the CRZ and called it a day, and then just abandoned it. And, like everybody's like, "Could you do like anything with this, please?" And Honda's like, mm, "No, <laughs> not gonna do that." And I don't know if the CRZ reasoning was the same thing as like the GT86. Where like, yes, if we give you a turbo, like Jason Camisa just did an excellent video on this too. But like, it would have priced it out of anyone that wanted one's price yeah. range. So like maybe the CRZ, if they had done a hopped up model, it would it have cost like too much more. On OBS a lot. That is just for the stream. That doesn't okay, matter. Okay, cool. It's the laptop microphone. All right, so oh. but I would worry about that. Okay. Yeah. Yep. But um, yeah, it, it, I think that's another thing is like where you um, see cars that are like, yeah, why isn't this turbo? It's like, would you really buy this for forty? Would you buy a forty thousand dollar FRS? No, no. Like, I want no. a twenty thousand like, dollar FRS that yes. I can put a supercharger on. However, the thing is, uh, you can get around that by yeah, having a supercharger available to put onto it, like a TRD supercharger. And like the Edelbrock kit is the one that I've actually seen like dyno results yeah. for, and it fixes fixes the torque dip and gives you like thirty percent more power, and it's not that expensive. And I think it's even been uh, accepted by Subaru and Toyota where it doesn't void your warranty. Actually, Edelbrock's really good about that because I know that the Edelbrock turbocharger back in the day on D-Series Civics, that would not void your warranty. And you could buy it at AutoZone. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it was really wild. I don't get why. I don't understand. I mean, I I understand why, I guess, in hindsight, because it was like a $3,600 turbo kit. Sure, but it was good. It was engineered. Yeah, it was engineered, but it was a $3,600 turbo kit for a D-Series that gives you like 170 horsepower when with that same amount of money could just go into a GSR swap. There is that. But, I mean, in the case of the FRS or BRZ, there's really, there wasn't a a good direct swap option. I mean, you throw in a small block or a K24, and you call it good. Or even, like, a a STI engine. But then, like, when you run to these, like, STI engines, you're, like, you're running to the same amount of money, and then... Well, it's it's just as hard to swap it. Yeah, it's just as big of a pain in the butt. You're not running with any... Putting an EJ in there is just as hard as putting an LS in there. Doing an engine swap is a lot more difficult than taking an intake manifold off and putting a different one on. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Then mm-hmm. that's that's exactly what the supercharger is: is you're bolting something onto the engine, not removing the engine. Confirmed. Uh, because as much as I love doing engine swaps, I hate them. They're really dumb. They're I, really I stupid, and you're not guaranteed to get everything to work. And you're probably going to pull the engine out <laughs> again and call your friend to help you because, like, there hasn't been an engine bay 
designed since like the 1930s or where where has that not been an engine bay design since like the 30s where Oof. you could just like do an engine swap on your own without having a friend like it's the, every car needs somebody to help you otherwise like you can do it like on an EF but you're gonna scratch all your paint you're gonna ruin the car right like the engine bay is gonna look like hell when you're done like yeah. it's gonna look like you did an engine swap on your own it's not like a body on frame car from the 60s or 70s where yeah. you just pull the front clip off and you got full access and you can be in the engine bay yeah exactly while like, yeah, like so yeah I'm totally down for a supercharger on a FR SBRC and also like you're not you aren't like changing the entire personality of the car no. because they're like an engine makes a big difference like you can say 300 horsepower is 300 horsepower but that is not true no it's response and it's area under the curve but like uh, yeah a centrifugal or a road supercharger on that car you're not going to get like the the turbo lag breakaway that you wouldn't want with that chassis yeah exactly and then like well even like back to my you know 300 horsepower 300 horsepower a two JZ GTE and a one UZFE made very similar power. Similar enough that like you yeah. can interchange them. And nobody's ever going to say that a two JZ and a one UZ have the same response. Like they're completely different beasts. Right. And like you do a di- you put the different engines into different platforms for different reasons. So yeah, I'm totally down for doing the supercharger on the FRS. Uh, I think with this, with Honda actually doing a Type S. I think I'm really excited for that because mm-hmm. at the very least uh, they're going to be able to do suspension stuff and when Honda does just suspension stuff you make something special like Honda's always made like when they do suspension they make a big deal out of it and it's worthwhile getting the suspension car and since I'm guessing the base Integra just like base Civic Sports now they're, I mean, they're all going to be a turbocharged engine to begin with so the actual additional componentry or plumbing or, or hard parts not going to be that much so no. they'll hopefully have a little bit more envelope to play with suspension tuning and brakes yeah. and interior fit and finish because the powertrain is, I'm sure, just going to be either a tuned-up L15 or an L20. Yeah. So And, and I'm, I'm, again, okay with that because the L-Series has turned into a really great engine. It's a very good engine. It um, might be the new K-Series. Who knows? Well, I mean, it's uh, Hasport's been putting L-Series into everything now, the new uh, the, turbo L-Series. From is the, the engine Civics. easy to crack, the encryption? Yeah. yeah. Like, everybody can just do it. Like, you just do it. You run an AEM Infinity with it, so. Uh, wake me when it's the stock computer. Yeah, I don't know what, what you have to do with the stock interior, uh, the stock computer, but. I'm I mean, sure Honda will get there. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, and Honda is usually pretty good about, like, parts been engineering their engine computers, so I think that somebody will get to it. Weird. This is a PZD computer out of an element. Yeah. Weird. Oh, strange. Yeah, it just works. Okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so with the um, L-Series engine, like, Hasport, they're like, you can't really put them into, like, EFEGEK Civics or into, like, DA, DC Integras, but they're great swaps for second-gen Civics, where okay. you have a taller hood line. Uh, in cars with taller hood lines, like, that kind of accounts for everything. Like, Is the L a tall engine? Yeah, it's oh, a really tall engine. Really? The, the dual vert cam, the turbo ones, yeah. not the original fit one. Like I should go look at the map Civic. I haven't actually looked under the hood of one of those yet. So I yeah exactly like it will get look under that or if they have another like lower trim level Civic as well I can't remember if the if the Type R uses an L or it uses an L twenty okay yeah so that's also cool there's a two liter L I know it's the it's the <laughs> that's really engine. great yeah <laughs> that's all it is um, but yeah well, take a look at it. it's actually a really weirdly tall engine hmm. um, so yeah right. Hasport's been using that engine for a lot of their other kind of like abandoned chassis where people are like. I really want an engine swap for this. And they're like, okay, nobody's building that. And now that they have this engine, this like engine that's perfect, like, actually, yeah, no, this is a great engine for a Mark II Civic. Or for like... Uh, for almost anything that has a four-cylinder engine, 
a Honda four cylinder is a better engine. Yeah, and what I think like like the RE1 Odyssey, it'd be a great engine for uh, the original Fit. I'm, I want to get an original Fit to build. Now, is that similar enough to the L15 in the original Fit where you can just bolt it in? <sighs> can you bolt it into a CRZ? I don't know. Because I know a CRZ and a Fit engine are completely interchangeable. Huh. Yeah. So it might be that similar. It could be totally different. We could be talking like the D-Series S and the Integra versus the D-Series S and the Civic. We're just... They're in name only, D series. I would yeah. guess as long as the transmission's on the same side, you'd probably be good. Uh, well, I mean, like as far as you get to like. However, the fit transmission, I'm not sure if that would handle turbo one five power. So with Honda engine swaps, the thing that like makes a big difference is like transmission fitment. Okay. And like, um, even though the transmission's on the same side, why people do B series into um, like D powered cars yeah. is because the B series will fit into the same space. Yep. Whereas the H series, you usually have to hammer some stuff in. So like oh. doing a prelude, like yeah, doing a prelude engine swap on a Civic, like you have to like destroy the frame rail, like hammering it in and like <laughs> reshaping it. Like you can do it with a sledgehammer; it's not a problem. But like a lot of people aren't. I'm surprised ready. the engine's that much physically big. It is big. Like I know you've can, always called them the big block. It's but. <laughs> called a big block for a reason. Like it's a big ass engine. Like it is huge. So um, H is a very impressive engine still. I yeah, I still like. I love K series, but you can't like you can't dissuade me from an H series because H series are so cheap now. And I've seen some like really, really, really ratty EF Civics with turbos and H series that are. You, I've seen really ratty EF Civics with just a H series, and they destroy everything at the street races, and they're super reliable, and they go out and they run like a low eleven second quarter mile. Seriously, like, like as long as you can yeah. keep a shifter linkage in it. Keep a shifter linkage, like, keep your linkage, like, not broken. Right. And if you have, like, a limited slip diff, that's, like, your big change, and then you just need to do suspension stuff. Because, like, 220 horsepower is a lot of power in a Honda. 350 is better. Yeah, 350 is better. Um, and so, I, yeah, like, that's the thing. is like, I think that the A-Series is still going to be the underdog, like, cheapo engine. But I really think that the L-Series will supplement the K as, like, the big power sure. uh, maker, I think, in the future. Of course, we could find out that the L series just like obliterates itself at like 700 horsepower or something. Like it's there's like it's, some design issue that like cannot be overcome. They are they're overcoming it, but I mean those are they have M6 rod bolts. They're super tiny. But um, well, I mean like so with like the K series, like the block itself, you don't have to really overcome that much. Whereas right. like with a EcoBoost four cylinder, oh, oh, like they explode at 500 horsepower. Like the entire bottom end, like it's just trying craps to be a bottom. Ford 302. <laughs> it really is, yeah. Um, but like at 500 horsepower, like when Map had their uh, Mustang, the bottom end just exploded. Oh, I yeah. Did, I didn't actually know that. I've yeah, never no, heard anything about that. that so the, the automatic rather than yeah. Th- that's why I went with the automatic because the manuals kept blowing up, but the. Um, the engine with the bottom end of the engine just like crapped out the bottom because oh. like the girdle wasn't strong enough and so like yeah it just like like the entire bottom end just like crapped like it literally just fell on the ground that is okay <laughs> from an engineering standpoint that is way too close to the amount of power it's specced for to mm-hmm. fail at yeah. well I mean like, you should be able to double the power well, of an I mean, engine before yeah, you really it, scatter it yeah and the, that's the thing is like doubling power is like expected but like when you like the thing with like the K, with the K series is like you could literally quadruple the power and have a block that's fine. Yeah, you could, and so I think the with, worst K block can take yeah. insane power. So I think like that's the only thing that we don't know about the L series engine right now is that we don't know what that is. Like, will it only do three times the factory power, or is it like 
four times the factory power like your normal Honda. But we don't know yet because we're still scattering connecting rods. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So once you get past the connecting rod, I'm sure that'll take all of a, a year of R&D. I'm guessing they can fit bigger studs. and uh, I don't even think the stud's necessarily an issue in the size of it. I think it's just like adding a little bit more well, meat it's to the connecting a, rod. Well, it's also a bolt versus a stud. They're two different things. Right. So I think once you put a stud versus a bolt in there, that'll help. But they're already making 700 horse. Yeah, so I mean, you're, you're already engines. doing well. You're already beating the EcoBoost, so. And this is a 1.5 liter engine we're talking, so. Yeah, exactly. So then once you get to the two, I think that it'll do, it'll outperform the K. Probably per liter, I think so. But like yes. the K is a much physically bigger block. That's true. So. I think, well, I, that's, that's kind of where I'm a little at odds, you know, like making a determination. I feel like when Honda makes a new engine honda's never gone backwards nope with their engines that's true like even the r series that they made the weirdo civic that they made for one generation what year was the r the r series was kimmy's generation but not the si oh yeah i never even i guess heard it, about made, it was engine. between the d series and going to the, the current L? the current ones yeah huh. i mean that makes sense that there would be an intermediate engine what was unique like in a nutshell it was it, it was its own design its own engine family and the only reason they killed that one is because it was a redundant engine and they designed it right after the d series when the k series was taking over the b yeah and the only thing that killed the r was that then you had the emissions change, the Kyoto conference and everything, and that's where they had to completely 180 from that engine. Because okay. that engine was not designed to meet modern emissions. And so the R is like a lot like the Honda Accord A-Series, where it worked like really well in a, like a CA Accord. Sure. And it was actually a stout engine, but then like they designed the D-Series and the B, for like the B for the Prelude, the D-Series for the Civic. And then like the Accord engine was just like kind of like, okay... Like, this is kind of a lost cause. Like, it's an iron block, three-valve, and, like, so single-rate cam. What you're like, saying is BusyMoto's next project is going to be an R-series Honda? Uh, yeah, I'm confident. I, I'm sure BusyMoto will do that. If Honda is, they'll probably give him a dollar car out of the Integra <laughs> to do that. Because that's how he makes all this stuff. Is like, if it's not, like, a hybrid, like, 930, uh, it's going to be a dollar car. Because that's what his van was. That's what his CRZ was. That's what all of his cars have been. Sure. Like, since his, since his uh, insight, all of his Hondas have been dollar cars. All of his weirdo Hondas were all dollar cars, where they just sell to him for a dollar for him to build. Right. And they just... Hey, try this platform. Yeah, ex exactly. And that's the thing where, like, that's how you know you've made it as a shop. It's like, it's a... Well, like, mode has been around for a long time. Yeah, and um, I, I would love to see him get back into Honda and doing something cool like this. This would be really, really rad. So I'm excited. I mean, I didn't even know that the Type S was special at the beginning of this episode. So I'm glad yeah, that yeah. it's coming back. Yeah, I mean, no, the, the Type S is a real thing. Like, it's not. Again, it's like Brian said, it's not as cool as a Type R. Is this like the SI version then? Kind of. Yeah, it's the Acura version of SI. Is what that is. Yeah. Okay. So you, that helps me a it, lot. It's it's something to get excited over. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, front wheel drive Honda platforms. Like, it's gonna. It's probably gonna come with a manual too. So I'm excited about it just because. It's another brand new vehicle with a stick. Yeah, and exactly. three pedals, if nothing else. All right, well, let's uh, do one more topic here before we cut it because people are beginning to right, file I'm in. And go I'm going to go out of order to do my last one here then, Absolutely. just because I think it's a little bit more interesting than bipartisan eco shit. Yeah, yeah, no, we can talk about that whenever. So, Bonneville Speed Week. That happened yes. just about uh, two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. My coworker, the other Ryan, went to it. 
And he actually had, obviously, really good things to say about the event, but the thing that I really took away from it is the uh, ultimate overall winner of Speed Week per mile per hour was, of course, a Streamliner. Yeah, of course. But they blew up their custom big block, like Sonny Leonard, 555 cubic inch engine in qualifying, and they ran a spare LS-based engine out of their trailer, which they put in overnight, that's hilarious. And it was down about 500 horsepower. It was only making 3,000 horsepower out of 442 <laughs> cubic inches of LS. Oh, okay. But stringing it out to 9,000 RPM, they got this thing up to 466 miles per hour. Holy crap. Yeah. Wow. On the spare engine. On the spare engine. And this is the 10th consecutive overall win that this team has had. That's Jeez. awesome. So, the, and like, it's just some like super happy old guy sitting in the streamliner too. He's the that. dude driving this is in his sixties. I feel like, I feel like I saw something about, uh, like in my nailhead group or something. Is there in my nailhead group or my flathead group that I'm in that there is also a new record set for one of those two engines where somebody took like either a nailhead or a flathead and, uh, like put in like modern fuel injection yeah. and everything out, like port there, fuel injection. There were a lot of records yeah. set this year because this was, according to the locals, the best salt conditions have been in 30 years. Awesome. Oh. That's it's only gonna get better because it's only gonna get better. It will. I really, really would like to go to Bonneville. I would. Um, I'm, I'm very excited for that. I would love to go. But this year was also the same week as uh, Monterey Car Week. Yeah, and that's that's probably always going to be an overlap with some other events. So, I mean, it's going to be one of those ones where you have to pick it, you know, an off year and just yeah. plan for it. But. Well, I've just had, like, whiplash, like, from, like, the last few weeks, from, like, going back from, like, Speed Week to, Dude, my, it, like, my Instagram has been broken. Like, it, it's it's everyone. literally 50% hot rods and 50% like pre-war <laughs> Peugeots. Like, it's just Ding. been completely broken. There's no cats. There's no Hondas. Like, it's just weird. <laughs> I... I struggle with that. I mean, 2021 has been so strange because everything that was supposed to happen in 2020 was just automatically rebooked to 2021. Yeah. And then it's also been a regular, like, car year, yeah. too. Yeah. So we've had even more duplicate, I'm not going to say duplicate events, but, you know, like a weekend where you have four or five things yeah. you really want yeah, to go well, to. Well, I couldn't go to uh, Minneapolis Mile because I was, like, there was a uh, flea market on the other side of the state we had to go to. And then there's, like, been all the car things. And I've just I been, was like, at a Waffle House. I've had like yeah, yeah, like I've had like such bad like paralysis or like like decision paralysis <laughs> that like I just haven't done things. You're like the guy with the wrist that's cramped up and he's got two red buttons. Yeah, and, yeah, and I'm just like I'm sitting there and I'm like, <laughs> either event I go to, I'm gonna be let down, so I'm just gonna continue to be let down and stay in my house. Like, yeah. <laughs> so that's I'm really excited. Like this show, like there's like a, there's a bunch of other stuff that's happening today, but like not as cool as this. Like, modest I'm, is pretty cool. I mean, they, they've done great. an excellent job like promoting this show. I knew yeah. about it even before you told me we were going to come here and podcast. We've yeah. obviously known the Drive Cartel guys for a and long time. They've got like this is huge. They've got big big Mike uh, judging, which is huge. Um, I, I hope you can get him on later, even after I go. Yeah, I'll yeah leave after all we go. Yeah, we're going to leave all this here, but I want to have a conversation with him. He's a really really cool guy. At least off camera, I want you to meet him. And he's um, huge. Yeah, he's like he's like Jana, Jana he's size. Like, he's, like yeah. a, he's as tall as Jana. <laughs> um, it was a joke. He's, but he's yeah, but he's um, he's he has this like persona when he's on the internet and everything, where he talks about like your actions at a car show and how you build a car is it means more than just what you've done in that moment in the community. That that is how you are putting yourself out in the world. 
Sure. And he actually like lives up to that. And his whole he's one of the only people I've met where his online persona perfectly syncs up with his real life persona. Oh, so he's not a radio personality or it's No, he's not a he's not a personality at all. He's he's actually like he's as genuine as he comes off. Uh, and yeah, I'm just really excited for him to be in town because I mentioned this uh, years ago before COVID, like in 2019, yeah. uh, that he should come up here sometime. Were you modest. in Chicago? No, at we were. Time? No, we were in. Uh, no, no, we were, we were in, in LA, LA like, okay. like down the street from his house. <laughs> I gotcha. I was in his neighborhood. I'm like, yeah, dude, you should come here. And then like Drive Cartel reached out to him, and they're like, oh yeah, this dude told me about that. <laughs> <laughs> Did he have like Jesusy hair? And... <laughs> yeah, 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 just like that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, so I, I think it's I'm really excited for him to be here because like a lot of people write off local events like this, but like Modest is the real deal. Like yeah. this show is on par with Weekfest. It's on par with uh, it's better than it blows JCCS on the water. Oh, for um, sure. This is on par with the quality of things we would see at Carwick. I was gonna say there's no uh, garbage here. There's no garbage. Um, no. And this is one of those shows, and Drive Cartel really knows how to curate and put together a show and organize a show. They do. And what's most important is venue choice, is they can pick their venues perfectly. They are, like, adept at that. So I think that's very important that they do that. So, yeah, this uh, show, Modest, if you didn't come in 2021, you need to come in 2022. Because this show is... Um, it's better than Tuner Gallery in, Ch- it's, in, uh, it's in Chicago. It's what Hot Import Nights wants to be. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, this, this is Hot that. Import Nights like, back in 2008. <laughs> like, this is, like, really, really, really good. Like, they're doing everything that every club wishes they could do. This is Hot Import Afternoon. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And it is all imports. Um, I'm not all imports. There's some lowriders. Those um, are, okay. I are, forgot to talk about that thing. But, like, the amount of lead-acid batteries in that Cadillac. So, in that Cadillac, I think that car is built as a hopper where yeah. they bounce them because they actually use lead acid because it counterweights the rear end okay. to make it stand up on that the rear end sense. easier. And also, yeah, it's a lot easier because you're shaking the hell out of these batteries. Even Optima's going to break. Mm-hmm. So you just get a lead acid and just call it a day. Um, I'm sure they have to replace them from time to time. Yeah, and they're, they're used for the hydraulic system because the more power you can send to the hydraulic pump, the faster it works. Well, that car had four billet pumps in the trunk. Yeah, so, so yeah, you get, the, you get the four pumps and then you get like probably six batteries per pump. Yeah, you're going to be making plenty of power. And hydraulics are fascinating. I love yeah. hydraulics. Those cars so are my tight. favorite in the show. Yeah, th- those those are really cool. I think um, Michael might have one of my favorite cars just because I can play video games in it and be left alone. That's fine. Um, like, that's not, I'm not saying it's the best built car. But well, I, Not I, at all, because that I, Integra is way up there. That red Integra is That thing unreal. is sexy. Like, I, I feel bad for the judges because they have to take Rico's Integra versus that red Integra and tell me which one's better. <laughs> and then that green prelude with the Gretty kit, good lord. Yep. I'm, I'm so happy I'm not a judge. <laughs> I don't want to do this. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able to disappoint somebody no. like that. I'm like, your car is so good, but I have to pick this other one. No, it, it's it, like these, like a lot of these builds are just like, like all these builds are great. But, like, there's, like, some of these that were just, like, they're beyond just, like, national level. Like, these are builds where... And these are here. Yeah. Like, you, you could honestly fill an issue of Super Street with the cars you see here. What is Super Street again? Super Street magazine. Is that one of the old, like, JDM magazines? Yeah, yeah Super, Super Street was, like, the, tu- the, like, number one tuner car magazine. Like, you could, you could literally get a cover-to-cover issue of Super Street where they do six cars per issue and three events. And do just this one event yeah. and just fill the entire issue with it. And then, like, a couple of highlight cars. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. it, it is really, really that, go- that great. So I'm if sure you're, uh, there's a long build list for a lot of these vehicles. Oh, yeah. It, they read like a book. Um, <laughs> Michael has an uh, old Volkswagen dealership sign that they would put on the uh, sales floor that showed the specs of the car, and he yeah. has his custom specs on his. Oh, that's so, kind of cool. I love that. Yeah. I dig that. So that's actually a really clever idea. I know it's really dope. So speaking I like of that long better than that Nissan Patrol that I Oh my goodness! I think it's just a regular old uh, yeah. Pathfinder. It's not Pathfinder. I think it's a. Oh. What's their other one? The Xter- it's Xterra. It's, oh. not, it's not the exciting one. Yuck. Yeah. So, but all right. Well, we should uh, cut this short because I'm gonna have to be doing a Q and A live with the big mic. Uh, really excited for that. So we'll catch you on the flip. See ya. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.